This, this is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on Brought to you by GEICO. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Choose VA. Veterans get the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Well, this is definitely Cowboys Crosstalk. I'm definitely not Shannon Gross, but it's 2021, and we always have to adjust things on the fly. So I'm Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. I'll be filling in this week for Shannon. He'll be back next week. But, man, I've got a big crew here tonight. we got Kevin Gray. From the fan, been here a couple of years, and we'll talk a little bit about the irony there of uh, y- me interviewing <laughs> you tonight there. That's right. Um, everybody, every quarterback's best friend here is, uh, is with me right here. Nate Newton, always there, always what reliable. What's up in this? Uh-uh. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's up in this? Uh-uh. Yes, sir. All right. Family, yes, family environment, uh, family show. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> censoring yourself, big Nate, always. Uh, and to his right there, and our guest for tonight is... Timmy Newsome, former Cowboys. I'm gonna say running back because that's right. You did it all. I, I mean, did. you you did a little bit of everything. And and I was talking to some guys today and talked to Brad Sham a lot uh, uh, today. And the, um, the first word he said was versatile. Yeah. He was a fullback, a running back, a tailback, a halfback, any kind of back. He was the guy. Timmy Newsome played from 1980 to 1988, so played the, basically the entire decade. Tell us what you're what you're doing now, and and you know just uh, we're just happy to have you here. Well, I'm in the technology business. I'm celebrating my 30th year uh, in business, so I'm having fun doing that. We sell voiceover IP telephone systems and software with uh, that goes with that. So I'm having a lot of fun and Make enjoying sure you doing it. Make some money off of it. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you get a little paycheck off of it. Yeah, 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 that'll go back. Yeah. And you still, I mean. Is, once a cowboy, always a cowboy, oh, right? Yes, so yes. T- tell us about how you know you've been watching this team. Everybody's having fun watching the Cowboys this year. But what's it been like for you to kind of uh, you know get a look at this team? Well, I'm uniquely surprised at the defense because they are the polar opposite of what they were last year, and the way that they've been able to turn things around and play at a high level is really refreshing. All right, let's go. Let's go. We'll start back here. Let's Kevin. We'll talk with you. Uh, you're, the, you're the host of, uh, you're, this morning, you're the host of uh, a couple shows, Sean and RJ, doing a lot of filling in mm-hmm. this week. Tell us what, what your thoughts are about this team. Big game coming up against Arizona. Just in, in a nutshell, what are, you, what are you thinking about the Cowboys? you think that this is a, a huge test for them, even though they've won four in a row? Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, lost their last three games in a row, but the last time they were inside AT&T Stadium, came down here and embarrassed us on Monday Night Football. Whipping. So looking for a little bit of a revenge game for the Cowboys when they welcome in uh, Kyler Murray, who, of course, is very well known in these parts as a uh, former state champion at Allen High School. So it should be a lot of fun, though. This defense is fun to watch, you know, 14 takeaways in the last four games. And offensively, it doesn't get much better than dropping 42 points, you know, on the Washington football team in the first half. So looking for them to continue to build on what they did against Washington on Sunday Night Football. Big Nate, you you were a you just now put away the, the iPad. You're watching the Cardinals. They're always studying, always Scouting. doing stuff. What do they look like to you? And I mean, they've been they've been bad here the last month they, or they so. They look like a team that's trying to find themselves. It seemed like for every good thing they do, like Murray make a 50, 60-yard run, they don't get any points out of it. And, and then their defense, they'll get you down 
and have a, and then they have a big play explode on them. It's like they they are bad play. They are bad play away from having something great happen, or they are bad play away from things exploding. And that's Breeze inconsistency, and that's where they've not been in a few weeks. And that's consistent. Timmy, a team that's trying to find their way here as the end of December, and and I know that that means different than it did when you played because there was playoff games sometimes by now, but still. Two games to go in the regular season, still trying to find your way. How dangerous is that for any team? Well, it's very dangerous. But I think the thing that uh, has to happen is to keep that consistency and keep that uh, tact and the, the sense of urgency. Uh, once you qualify for the playoffs, now once you win a division, how can you respond and go out and play a really competitive game to keep that momentum going? And that's what they have to be able to do. Nate, um, I'll go back to, to you on that one. Uh, from the Cowboys' perspective, facing a team like that, you think Arizona is – are they the best team that the Cowboys have faced here in the last month? Is this kind of a statement game? Because they are in the playoffs, even though they've struggled. You know what, Nick? A lot of people – the Cowboys have done what is necessary to win to get to this point. Okay, they haven't played a team of, of Tampa Bay and the other two teams we played earlier that have great records. Okay, but they have to have some confidence. And what, what we're facing now is a team with equal ability in the Kyra Murray-led team and the Chandler Jones-led team. Even we're facing the team now, okay, we're on equal footing. This team is desperate, the Cardinals. So what we have to do is go out and be relaxed, have fun, go out and win this game because you're the better team. Your athletes uh, uh, go hand-in-hand hand with their athletes. Their defense is no better than our offense and vice versa. Go out and play. Go out and show the world who you are. And that, that's, that's the next step for this team. Just show the world who you are. A lot of the guys today were talking, some of the players uh, after practice was like, this is, a, this is a statement game. You know, we, we know that they're in the playoffs. They're a good team. Kevin, I'll ask you, the last time that we talked about statement games with the Cowboys, they were going up to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It didn't go so well. You think that this team, that they'll fare – I mean, now, Patrick Mahomes not on the other side. Sure. But do you think that the, this will be a better outcome there in a statement game? Yeah, I mean, it didn't go so well offensively, but I think what you could take from that game defensively, they were really good in holding Patrick Mahomes down in the second half. And you can take that with you the way that they played defensively during the second half of the year. So if they can continue to take away the football, pressure the quarterback, but also be disciplined against a Kyler Murray who can really exploit you with his legs, I think they've got a really good chance to handle their business on Sunday afternoon because the Cowboys have a lot to play for when it comes to a number one seed, you know, in the NFC playoffs. So there's a lot on the line in this game. Both teams, as Nate mentioned, are going to be desperate. Arizona's going to be coming in looking to try and make a statement, but the Cowboys looking to do the same as well. I want to pose that same question to Timmy what his thoughts are, you know. Well, yeah, just, just about, you know, a statement-type game. I mean, the Cowboys went up to Kansas City. and This was supposed to be a showdown. And, and now they didn't have all their horses for that. They didn't have their defensive ends. They didn't have most of the receivers. No one cares. I mean, we found that out. Right? Nobody cares about excuses. Um, but here's another opportunity, another team that is going to be in the playoffs. Well, the thing they have to do is play relaxed with the level of intensity that will indicate that they are ready for the playoffs. Uh, Calamari, the offense uh, for the Cardinals, they are very formidable, and they can put up a lot of points. They've struggled of late. They have an agenda that they want to come in here and get that W, and so the Cowboys are going to have to respond to that. And they're going to be periods of adversity. So they're going to have to be able to overcome that adversity to be able to, to get that? that win. How do you do that? How do you, how do you play relaxed even though you know the other team's not? They're, they're going to be desperate. 
Nah. Is it confidence? Because if we look at Kyler Murray and what he has at his disposal, they are good. But what our defense is, is tremendous. And I believe that now we have all of our bullets in the gun on defense. That, that is what will take us now. All our offense has to do is not turn the ball over and have silly mistakes, score when they're in the red zone. They're at home, so we know that can happen. Our defense would do the rest. Our defense would keep – we are controlling the ball 32 minutes plus a game offensively. Keep doing that. So our defensive linemen, they're averaging 30, no more than 30 plays a game. Mm-hmm. So let these guys eat. And the only way we can do that is to score first or to, or, or to be even with them going down the stretch. And it will rise to the top. Yeah, Timmy, a lot of people have talked about Micah Parsons and, and trying to compare him to players, uh, or, or maybe one player back in, in the day. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling you probably had to block him a couple times, yes. Lawrence Taylor. I, I did. There. I did. <laughs> can you what, – well, first of all, what type of player was he, especially early on like that? He came in in 1981 and, and won Defensive Player of the Year, the last guy to do that. Could you tell right away that this was a guy that was going to be special? Well, personally, if it – well, up to me, I think Parsons is a little bit better athlete than what Lawrence Taylor was at this stage of his career. Uh, he does a lot of things well. He recognizes what the offense is doing extremely well. Lawrence Taylor was a pass rusher, period. He could get after the quarterback. As a run defender, he wasn't as good. Parsons is on another level across the board, and that's the thing that makes him so special. Man, I tell you, I, I, wow. I was in New York just a couple of, of weeks ago there mm-hmm. up in the press box, and you would have thought some fighting words people up there just <laughs> mad. They, they, they were like, compare him to Derek Thomas if you want to. <laughs> don't, don't start him off with, mm. with Lawrence Taylor. So, Kevin, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you just about Parsons. I know you guys talk about it a lot on, sure. the, on the fan and where you, they should play him and all that. There's guys that think he should just play defensive end. You like what they're doing with him right now? I love what they're doing with him because I think – the beauty of Parsons is, is that he's so versatile that you can adjust him to what teams are doing mm-hmm. against him. If Dan Quinn needs to be an off-ball, have him be an off-ball linebacker like he was against Minnesota, he can do that. If he has to go out and cover the way that he did in New York, you know, go out and cover in a pick play and you know, get downfield knocking down passes, he can do that. If he needs to rush the quarterback, we saw what he did against the Chargers, he can do a little bit of everything. And I think that's the beauty of having a weapon in Micah Parsons that no matter what you do, you can deploy him in different ways and cause stress on offenses, and Parsons is that kind of player. I mean, I know for me, I'm watching, you know, from the press box on defense, it's like must-watch defense. I'm, like, trying to find Parsons. I just want to see where he is. I want to see what he's going to do. And I'm not the quarterback. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, Nate and, and Timmy, when you guys were on offense, I mean, how, what kind of guys are we talking about where when you go up to the snap, you have to find him? LT? Lawrence Taylor. Reggie? Uh, um, no, we knew where Reggie was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and he was with that right side yeah. until Jerome Brown left. Yeah. Then with Jerome Brown, he started moving around a little bit more. But, you know, Ronnie Lott was that, that type of guy you had to know. But he, even though he played safety, you, had to, you wanted to know whether he was in the box or back deep. And uh, so it's, just, it's a few guys. Uh, the, 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 the difference for me, for Lawrence Taylor and, and this guy right here, you had games where Lawrence had taken over games and put them on his back. I'm waiting on this kid, man, and I know this is probably a couple of years away. Could be next year, could be the, is can he take over a game? I mean, he's had some games we've had several sacks and stuff like that, but Lawrence has some games where, yeah, early in the game, you're like, oh, it's going to be one <laughs> of these days. And so this kid, 
He, he's he's more athletic, I think, than Lawrence. Yes. But bruh, I'm telling you, I, I, I can line up against Parsons and say I can get him. But against games against Lawrence, they're like I ain't, ain't nothing I could do. <laughs> you, you know, and to his point, yeah. When I played fullback, uh, we would always put two guys on Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. It was a tackle and me. And wow. I didn't have to wait until he came to through that tackle. Right. I got engaged real early <laughs> to let him know two of us are going to block you yeah. all day long. And, and we're talking about good tackles, too. I know oh, yes. later in the 80s, yeah. it, it was more of a struggle a little bit. Um, but, like, Howard Richards, Donovan, right? We're talking Pet about some Donovan, pro- yes. Yeah. I remember one game where we had a – I can't think of the play, but I had to read from the middle linebacker out to Lawrence. And I'm jacking around in practice, and they going over this, right? And <laughs> no way. They call, yeah, I call, they call this play, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I <laughs> sat down inside with the center, and, boy, he came off that edge and got yeah. Troy. I walked to the sideline, and I could hear North speaking through the <laughs> what in the world is they thinking? You tell that fat. <laughs> and so, I, and so he he didn't leave it there. Yeah. We got we won the game. We got back that that two that Wednesday that, that Monday watching film. Oh, and no. he like, man, the next time we having a walkthrough, can you stop? Oh, he went off oh, me. <laughs> because La- Lawrence, see that that is what this kid has yeah. when he hits you. It, it, it could be damaged. Oh, yeah. It can be damaged. And, and when I heard when Lawrence hit Troy, I was like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't even want to look at Troy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to take our first break here. We're gonna t- when we come back, we're going to get some of those more memories there. Uh, yeah, I don't want that memory. I'm gonna yeah, well, like, no, now I got to call one. Troy and well, tell that sorry. There might be another play of another right. giant player that actually changed the whole season with, right. with, with one play. But we're going to get Timmy's thoughts on what it was like to go up to actually play for the legendary Tom Landry. We'll be right back here Mm. on Cowboys Crosstalk.
Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Welcome back, and let's talk about SWBC real quick, where customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit WBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. All right, speaking of some adventures, uh, Timmy Newsom is our guest w- uh, with us tonight, along with Nate Newton and Kevin Gray from The Fan. And, Timmy, let's talk about what it was like. You played the entire decade of the 80s there with Tom Landry, was a legend then, and, yep. and then in the last uh, you know nine years, I guess, um, with with him, that you, I guess you were there for his last nine years. Right. What was it like to play for a guy like that, especially on offense, where y- there was no like Nate said in that last time about m- jacking around in practice <laughs> or whatever? Because with that <laughs> offense, you could not miss a beat. Well, it was a fun offense to run. Uh, it was a multiple formation offense. Uh, I played a lot of different pro- positions in it, and so we spent a lot of time during the summer cultivating how we were going to attack the defense uh, in training camp and going into the season. And I love the multiple formation style, the shifting, the maneuvering. He called it a maneuvering kind of a passing attack. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful experience being able to coach and, and, and do the things that he was able to do in terms of creating that variety that kept defenses kind of off balance a lot. Yeah, because we always talk about two back systems and you don't know much about that, Nate, because there was always one back. You know, <laughs> but, but when like in the early 80s, it, it, it felt like, I mean, Newhouse was still a part of it as a fullback. You yes. were there, Ron Springs, and of course, Tony D. Right. Um, what, what was that like? Everybody wanted the football or was it, I mean, it, you knew Tony was getting most of the snaps there. but He was going to get most of the snaps. Uh, but you know, we worked really well together. Robert Newhouse came to me one day, and I was really struggling to be a really good blocker. He says, look, I want you to come to my room tonight, and I'm going to show you how to take my job. He said, it's time for me to go. Wow. (laughs) And so I thought he was joking. He said, no, I'm serious. And so I went to his room that night, and he says, look, you block just like you run. You run through guys. And he said, if you do that, you'll be successful. And so that's what I started doing. So he helped me tremendously in that regard. Wow. That's, I mean. That's amazing. Well, but, but, <laughs> but honestly, Kevin, like, you ask anybody, whether they played with or even worked with him, maybe the most selfless person oh, I've, yeah. ever, I've ever seen. Without a doubt. And, and yeah. it, that, that's just, I mean, I've heard so many stories like yeah. that, and it never gets old. Everyone yeah. loves House, and, and that's, who Ooh, says house, that? Man. Yeah. You yeah. know? Wow. Here, yeah. Here's how you take my job. I that's mean, right. Nobody does that, you know? <laughs> that's and, right. And, but that's, that's. That's Robert Newhouse there to a T. Um, we, we saw I saw a video the other day that the, uh, Dal, uh, we just saw on DallasCowboys.com. They put a video about the victory formation, right? And how it happened every play, you know, every snap. I, I still don't understand, and maybe you can help me. What was the thought behind that? Every snap, the linemen go up and then down. What What was your thought about that? Well, it was intended to create a distraction for the defense. So, as the running backs are moving around and the wide receivers are moving around, the, the linemen come up, and just for a split second, that defense has got to really wonder what the heck is going on. Mm. And so once we come back down, then we do another double shift. A fullback does two shifts. The tailback does one shift. And so the wide receiver is in motion once everybody gets set. And so it's a distraction just for a split second to create that doubt in the defense. And that's what <laughs> he did Coach Landry in trying to create some indecision in that defense. Do you know who, like, K- 
killed that, who just stopped it altogether because he didn't want to do it anymore? I know what I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted maybe about a series. So, Nate, Nate, I mean, let's get to the bottom of this. Did, are you the reason that the Landry no, shift ended? I'm not ended? the reason. Uh, Glenn Titan saw it all of them wanted to stop. Okay. But I, I was like, man, <laughs> you know, I ain't got what, maybe six to seven snaps in me. <laughs> oh, and down. I can't spend oh, about eight, eight of them, you know, doing up, down. Going up, man. down, yeah. Well, it was taken very seriously because in training camp in the yeah. mornings, if you missed an assignment in that shifting sequence, you had to run a 400 meters after practice. Yes. Mm. So it was taken very seriously. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, as far as Tom Landry is concerned, what's one thing that you can tell us about him that maybe folks don't know about Tom Landry, what made him so great as a coach and someone to play for as you did? Very knowledgeable and focused about what the defense was doing. Coaches on the sideline would kind of be discussing what they were doing mm -hmm. defensively. Coach Landry would sit and kind of in the back and listen and listen and listen. And all of a sudden, he'd come in. He said, no, this is what they're doing, and this is what we're going to do to counter it. Wow. And that's within 30 seconds. <laughs> so he was an amazing person. He could see the whole field better than any coach I've ever played uh, for. Tremendous. You, you were there nine years. Do you remember the day that uh, Tom smiled? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it wasn't often, but I do remember this one time. Tony Hill runs this really long route. And Tony's coming to the sideline, and Tony walks up to Coach Landry and said, Coach, I have to use the restroom. <laughs> and Coach Landry just looked at him and started laughing. He said, go to the restroom, Tony, and started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> this is doing an actual game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what, are you, what were your thoughts about Tom there, Nate? I know you got there uh, you know, He was my coach because I was always been a Cowboy fan, so I'm looking at this dude in his hat, man. I, and so even when I first came and I thought I was going to be cut, the only thing I want to like, he's a – you know, uh, Nate, glad to have you in, Nathaniel. You know, he's, I was like, okay, cool, coach. I said, I know I ain't going to make it. I know y'all ain't going to sign me. Can I have a picture with you? <laughs> 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 and he, he just smiled and said, yeah, you can have a picture. But I wound up making the team. And another thing that a lot of people don't know, and Timmy noticed, coach had a heart. Yeah, he mm. did. Coach had a heart. He did. I mean, he, he kept football in his proper place, but coach had a heart. And he knew every – he may have called you, hey, 61, or hey, 76. <laughs> But once you showed him who you was, he knew your name. Yeah. And he knew about you. Well, uh, Timmy, you came in 1980, mm -hmm. and, and you were um, from Winston-Salem State? Winston-Salem State. There you go. Yep. All right. So what, what are your thoughts? And I know Kevin was trying to talk to you a little bit in the, in the, in the break. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's one of my, my questions. Man, my, yeah, my man. Yeah, I got yeah. my questions yeah. here. Uh, well, both of you guys, Nate and, and uh, Timmy from uh, HBCU uh, Colleges, what, what was it like then? And what do you think, and I know your thoughts, Nate, but what, what do you think about what Dion and, and some of the others and Eddie, Eddie George mm -hmm. are doing right now uh, to kind of build the, building the profile even more? Well, I think it's great. Uh, the thing that uh, I find intriguing is that they want to come to an HBCU and be the head coach. Now, Dion could have never been able to do that at a historically white institution because they would have asked him to go up that, that Which tree. Which they did. Yeah. yeah. Which they did. And so an HBCU probably look, be a little bit more aggressive in trying to upgrade their profile in some ways. Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity for both of those guys to do that. And I think it's going to be something that's going to become a trend. Yeah. And, and now Hugh Jackson taking over at Grambling State that's as right. well now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the thing. It kind of reminds me a little bit about, you know, back, back in the 90s when – 
Tiger Woods was was playing, you know, golf and rate and ever all the attention was on was on Tiger. And I know some of the golfers were like, you know, maybe annoyed by it. But what was happening was that the entire sport was raising. And so yeah. and, and, and now these other schools that are getting to face Jackson State and Deion Sanders, and maybe they don't get the limelight right off the bat. Right. They're still on ESPN or ESPN two or whatever, and it's it's building a little bit of everything. The momentum is rolling, man, and uh I was with Dion through that process, man, and he went up to Arkansas, and we went up to uh, Florida State, and and uh, you know, see when you're that big and got that many throwing, people gonna come to you behind the closed doors and say, "This is why they don't want you. This is why they." And so it kept coming back to, you know what? He's black. We understand who he is, but at this time, no. At this time, no. And I, and so everybody used the experience. Everybody used this, this, and this, and I, it was because who he was and what he was he got in the door but the skin color kept him out especially in Arkansas it kept him out and uh, he probably don't say Nate don't you know I know <laughs> I told you this in private but I'm telling you that's what kept him out and so he told me so I'm about to go to Jackson State he told me this two two and a half years ago and I'm about to go to Jackson State and I'm about to show these people who I am and then maybe after two or three years at Jackson State and he was talking he wasn't even I'm like, hold on, bro. You're talking like you finna get hired. And that was two years before. Yeah. And when he hired, he called me a year later after that and say, okay, the Jackson State deal is on. He said, I'm finna make it happen. And here we sit. Yeah. yeah. Now I got the number one recruit, Travis Hunter, you know, <laughs> yeah. decided to go from Florida yeah. State to and tell Arkansas to send back the playbook that he left by mistake and they used. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's, mean, that's I, my team. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I'm Nick, they got quiet over uh, here. Yeah, you know, that's, I know, that's but see, I want I wanted him to know first. <laughs> well, <then. laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted you to know, Nick. <laughs> well, I, and I was like, I was over here, you know, about to argue. I never told him. You heard Nick thinking. I was like, are you sure it just wasn't the fact that he's never been a coach? The thing about it, when he told me that, I was so hurt. I was so hurt because I'm thinking, I'm thinking Arkansas and Florida State and the other universities that you wanted somebody that can help you win. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I know Nick, good man. I know, I know other white men that are great men that tr have treated me more than fair. And then I'm like, wow, this is still, this still bubbling up. You know, this, 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 this shouldn't be what you, what you should want is a winning attitude and a winning coach, regardless of the skin color. And so, you know, I sat on that for two or three years, and I'm like, wow, man, why would you be in that way? Why would you, why would you not want to win? I, I, I just I, – I, let me point out that one of the, the greatest coaches in the history of college basketball is Nolan Richardson. Right, and, and, right. And, and that's and what they, I'm saying. And, and they, they loved him up there. That, yeah. Thank you. 100%. So I, yeah. that, I thank you. Maybe I, it wasn't yeah. Dion's time, but it, it will be. Let, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit, though, more about getting to the NFL. Yeah. Right. Uh, in 1980, and in, in your case, 83, I believe, yeah. was, it, was it much tougher than now? I mean, there were, HBCU games weren't on TV. Well – it was and it wasn't. Um, in those days, there were a lot of great athletes that were playing in H at HBCUs uh, because they were still being looked over by your historically white institutions. And so when I arrived at Winston-Salem State University, we had about six or seven guys that could have played in the National Football League. During that period, we had about five guys get drafted. And so there was a lot of talent there. And the Pro scouts came around and saw that talent, so we got guys that got drafted and played in the National Football League. Uh, 
at that time, I was the only one that really stuck. And so when I got to Dallas, I just re realized that if I'm going to set a trend, it might as well be at that moment in this time and with the Cowboys. And so that's what I was able to do. All right. Well, we're going to take a, another <laughs> quick break here. <laughs> Nate, you got <laughs> Nick. I don't think it was that funny. I, We're just going to take a break. It's just a break. We got three of them, Nate. We're going to take a break. We'll be right be so back. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Even though you're wrong. But I, 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 I'm fine with that. But we can talk about moral victories if you want to. No, we can talk about moral victories. I don't believe in it. Yeah, yeah I don't, you know, believe don't believe in that. Boy, yeah, boy, that's I don't, a, yeah, that's I don't a, do that. Inside joke. We can take yeah. to the outside. All right, but we're going we're gonna to take <laughs> another break. We'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this Cowboys team, what it's going to take to get to – 12 wins. That sounds so weird, but yes, still, get to 12 I'm wins. Like, yes. We'll be right back here on Cowboys Crosstalk. <laughs> All Cross -talk. Cross -talk. 
Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. At SWBC Mortgage, join more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. All right, I'm Nick Eatman here from DallasCowboys.com. Kevin Gray, Nate Newton, and our guest tonight is Timmy Newsom. And Timmy, we talked a little bit. I'm going to spill some water here. Uh, talked a little bit about uh, you with Tom Landry, coaching, you know, uh, with him as a legendary coach, playing under him for your entire career. And what, what were some – I always wanted to know this from other people's perspective. One of the, the, my favorite Cowboy memories, a lot of people's memories, Tony Dorsett, 99-yard touchdown. Ten men on the field. <laughs> you weren't the guy, though, that went off, though, right? No, How no, no, but I was the one that caused him to run the 99 yards. I, talk about it, Timmy. Talk, Timmy, talk about, about it, then. Uh, I know this play. <laughs> <laughs> I was back deep uh, as a receiver trying to catch the football. On the, the kickoff. Ba- on, the, on the kickoff return. And the ball is coming at me, and it's like a knuckleball, and I'm reading the Pete Roselle on the football. And I'm trying to decide if I should let the football go or try to catch it and then continue running because um, if I let it go, then it's 20 yards and we line up and start. So I decided to try to catch it. And as soon as I went and put my hands out, it dipped. And it hit my fingertips, and the ball just rolled on the one-inch line out of bounds. And that's how... It got down there so close. <laughs> so then we have a, two formations that we can run out of what Dorsett scored on. We have a Jayhawk formation and we have an I formation. Ron was supposed to stay in and run the play, but for some reason they called Jayhawk as Dorsett was running on the field, which meant Ron comes off. Well, the other tight end did not hear the Jayhawk part. And so Dorsett is on the field by himself, and that's how 10 men actually stayed on the field. Wow. So when, when Derrick Henry of the Titans went 99 yards for a touchdown, it was with 11 guys. I mean, that doesn't really count. That's not right. nearly as impressive. Right. Clearly, it's <laughs> right. not nearly as impressive. They, they were in sync, and then they got <laughs> yeah. how many yards. Yeah, you know, and if they do it by inches, Dorsett is still longer. It's still, it's still it was that close. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I, I woke up Monday Night Football. I woke up, and I remember – I was a young kid. I asked my mom, did, did, we, did we win? Did we win? And she <laughs> says, no, no, but Tony Dorsey, you know, and I was yeah. like, I, I still didn't understand what the but was like. What, what they lost, <laughs> you know, but I, I kind of, I, I get it now. But, yeah, yeah I, that's cool that you, you remember. I was going to ask you, do you remember oh, yeah. the, the play, like like the actual play calls and things oh, like that yes. in the huddle? Yep, just yep. like it was yesterday. I mean, how can you forget something like that when you – you know, really muffed the ball on the one-inch line. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> talking. We'll just say you set him up. No, that's right. Yeah, you just set him up. <laughs> that's I'm did. talking about yeah. in in the huddle. Danny White comes in the huddle, names out the play. Like, can you still hear it today? Like oh, the yes, actual yes. play. Give, give me a play. Give me give me example of something, especially something that's going to you. Okay, um, I write slant thirty-three. That's uh, amazing. Wing slot, Z in. Well, see. That's amazing. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> that's not though, no spider two y banana. That's that's not none of that right now, there. Nowadays, yeah. though, they got all yeah. these other things, but I, yeah. but, it, but it's really they're, they're just just codes for right. really what that is. Well, it's interesting because in most of the systems I was in, the three number represents the fullback. Yeah. And so it's pretty easy. Two and four always represents that tailback, and so I just never forgot it. Yeah. You see me? Yeah. 
Give me the protection and who I'm supposed to block. That's what I'm supposed to block for, right? I I thank God when uh, we had uh, Jim Merkenbeck come in because he said, Coach, he said, I can't learn your run system. He told Jim (laughs) Merkenbeck, we're going to simplify this. Thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) There is a God. Because I would have never played if I had It took the, the, they had guys from Harvard. This guy here was smart guy. I mean, every guy, I, I tried to do the history on the guy. Yeah. Every guy was an intelligent guy except me. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? I should go back to the Redskins, man. It's very simple. <laughs> we so, needed you here, though. We needed yeah. you here, though. We needed you here. <clears throat> did, yeah. did y'all, I mean, obviously you crossed paths. I mean, you, you played, I guess y'all played three years together, yes. 86, 87, 88. What uh, you have any memories? Or you remember, you know, Nate coming way in there? In. <laughs> <laughs> they knew I wasn't gonna weigh right. Well, anyway, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. way in. I thought you yeah. said winning. Way in. I was in. like eighty-seven. No, I was the bad luck piece. <laughs> well, see, he was our first plus three hundred pound lineman. Thank you. He was the very first the one. The kitchen. <laughs> and they did everything possible to get him under three hundred pounds until they saw him play. And then they said, oh, well, what the heck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let them stay. Like, Thank you, Randy White and Ed Tutor yeah. Jones. Thank you. Yeah. Got, later on, they, they, they were fine with, with threats. They got guys all right. over the place. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But he was our first one. So, and he, you were there, like, when did the kitchen come out? Like, when did the name? Uh, I mean, I know it's the, the first time. Not Buck. 85, 86 years. Yeah. 85. Buck, Buck, not Buck, but not Buck Buchanan, but his assistant named me the kitchen. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Fowler. Jerry Fowler. said, man. Because yeah. when I first got off the plane and they saw me, the dude with the sand didn't want to believe it was me. You know, I had a cowboy. I'm like, I'm Nate. <laughs> you Nate? So when I was talking today, I was talking today with Cowboys uh, uh, radio announcer Brad Sham, who's been around forever, and uh, he, he was telling me some things about you. But one of his favorite stories about Herschel Walker getting here was that when – when Tex Schramm went up to the offensive coordinator, Phil Hackett, and said he had this whole thing designed of what the offense was going to be, and then all of a sudden Herschel just shows up. Right. And he says, I want – Tex told him, I want Herschel and Tony to be on the field together. And mm-hmm. Phil Hackett said, well, that's great. Who's going to block? And he said, that's your problem. <laughs> so <laughs> we laughed, and then I said, did that become Timmy Newsom's problem? I mean, what, how did that work out when Tony and Herschel were together? Did that – Interesting. I went to Coach Landry. I said, Coach. I just want one question that I need to ask you. Are you going to give it to him, or is he going to have to earn it? And he looked and smiled, and he says, well, Timmy, uh, naturally he's going to play some fullback. He's going to play some tailback. He's going to play some wide receiver. He's going to be all over the place. He said, so we're just going to see how it goes. He said, but Herschel's not a fullback. Herschel is a tailback. That's what he does, and that's what he spent his time in college doing. He said, so I don't think you have anything to worry about. Now, having said that, <laughs> about six games into the, uh, before the season was over, he calls me into his office and he says, well, we're going to start Herschel at fullback. Really? Oh. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I thought I didn't have anything to worry about, yeah. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> did he, Please coach was honest. Did he <laughs> earn it or did he take it? Or, or was that, a, was that oh, more of they, a Tony Dorsett? <laughs> jo- well, no, jo- no, no, they gave that to him. Yeah. No, no, he, he didn't earn it. They gave it to him. So he, he didn't do like he was taught to run through the block. Right. He, right. <laughs> Herschel wasn't running through no blocks. But this is what was interesting. So later in the year, Herschel and I were in the meeting together, and uh, it was just the two of us. And he says, Timmy, they want me to play fullback. He said, I'm not going to play fullback. I didn't come in this league to block. 
He said, I came in this league to run. I said, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. He says, so if they expect me to play fullback full-time, that's not going to happen. And I said to myself, I think I'm going to play a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> you said job security right. all day. Wow. Kevin, when, what is your earliest memories? I asked you before the show. I was like, what is your team? What is your diehard team? And you're like, this one. Yeah. This team. Yeah. So what, what, what are some of your, like, memories or whatever? What, how long does it kind of go back for you? I'm a third-generation Dallas Cowboy fan. Um, I was telling you guys earlier, my great-uncle Willie Towns played for the Cowboys, played under Tom Landry, was a nice. starter in the Ice Bowl. So this is this runs – when you cut me open, you'll get some blue and silver running out of my, <laughs> out of my veins. But, uh, you know, my earliest memories are, you know, I'm an 80s baby, so the 90s for me were everything, watching – Nate Newton and, you know, 2-and-A and, you know, the Mack truck holes that they were opening for Emmitt Smith and watching, you know, Troy and, and Michael do their thing. Those were the days for me. So watching Thanksgiving days games with my dad and, you know, being able to watch and see the Cowboys play, it was always, always fun for me. So I felt like I got the glory years, at least for, you know, the, the Cowboys teams that I love to watch and watching guys like him play was just a joy for me. So my earliest memories were for sure – you know, the Leon Lett game, you know, the, the blowout of the Cowboys, you know, blowing out the Bills in the Super Bowl. Those are my most vivid memories, my earliest vivid memories of the wait, Cowboys. Wait, that's the Leon Lett game? Because well, I, I thought well, yeah. the Ice Bowl was, or the Ice game in Miami. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that one too, but, you know. Um, is, is it weird, Timmy and Nate both of you, because, you know, those teams he's talking about, you were, you were starring on. You guys didn't miss the playoffs for like 20 years. Is it weird? That's what I remember. Yeah. This was my growing up. These, these fans yeah, yeah. are, you know, it's been 25 years since they made it to the Super Bowl, and, and it's been 25 years since they made it to the championship game. Right. How foreign is that to you when, when that's what the Cowboys did? Well, it's very foreign. Uh, if someone had sat and told me that after 1995 the Cowboys would not even so much as smell an uh -huh. NFC title game, I would have never believed it. Because I felt like at least half of those teams since 95 were capable of going to a Super Bowl and winning. And why that hasn't happened is a lot of factors. Parity, some Parody, of it, some but of also, it. <laughs> you know, Nate, Nate, what's discipline? Discipline, and, and and the culture of what you're doing has to be consistent. It has to, be, you know, even a bad coach, if you keep him long enough, it'll get you on a winning track. And and, and the way we've changing coaches, especially exchanging our position coaches, and, yeah. and and you can't do that. You have to get a system in place, and you have to believe in that system. And that's what we haven't had around here in 25 years. Well, let, let me ask you, though. I, <clears throat> I mean, you had a head coach here that was there for nine years. Right. And Jason Garrett. Now, they, they might have changed some of the assistants. How many assistants did they have? 54. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. That's how about that? Wow. <laughs> that's, wow. He came out with the top of that. 54 of them. Wow. Yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> And, and, and I always say this, because y'all know I'm, I'm about Mr. Jones. That's, that's what helped save my life. But I will always say this right here. It has to be the head coach way. Now, you, you, can, you can party up. Hey, we all together. But one of us got to be the leader. Right. And we got, to have a, we got to have a belief system in place where the players can see it and believe it. So, and that, I, I, I believe that Coach Landry gave us that. Coach uh, Johnson gave us that. You know, and, 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 and whether McCarthy is that or not, he's given that perception. I coach, I'm the head coach. I give it to my assistants. I mean, I give it to my uh, coordinators. My coordinators give it to, and the players have it. Now, it's a new NFL. I understand that. Where you can't, 
you know, you can't be so hard on players. But you can't, you know, you have to be able to, you know, cuddle them a little bit. I understand it's a new NFL, but that still that head coach, you have to have some belief in it, man. I believe that. All right, well, we're going to take our last break here. We're going to talk about coordinators and maybe trying to keep some of these coordinators. Mm. You guys know a thing or two about coaches and what success will do. We'll talk about that and this Cardinals game when we come back here on Cowboys Crosstalk. live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. All right, let's talk once again about SWBC PEO helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWPCO.com to find out more. Okay, it's that time in the show. This is the Brass Tax Moment presented by Liberty Tax. Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys, joined the team today at LibertyTax.com slash hiring. Now, 
speaking of hiring, there's a, there's a couple of teams out there, uh, Jacksonville being one of them, that's looking to hire a new coach. They've asked for permission for, to speak to Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore. Kevin Gray, I'll talk to you first. I know you guys talk about it a lot. Are you worried about either one of those two guys leaving? And if so, which one more put you on the spot? Uh, yes, and I'm more worried about Dan Quinn leaving. I think the, the turnaround that this defense has been able to see under him cannot be understated. And the loss of Dan Quinn, I think, would be uh, a big one for this Cowboys defense. And more so to me because of the vision that he had for Micah Parsons and what he's been able to turn him into. I think that would be a huge loss for the Cowboys if Dan Quinn moved on somewhere else to be a head coach. First thing you said was yeah. defense is, is improved. Uh, do yeah. you agree with that? Do you think Dan Quinn would be the tougher loss of the oh, two? Oh, no question about it. But I understand he took his name off the list. Yeah. So I, that may, I don't know if that's true or not, but I understand he, he did. But if he didn't, then that would be a tremendous loss for the Cowboys. Might be off that list. There'll, there'll be some others oh, that, sure. that, yes. that come up there as well. Nate, what, what are your thoughts about those two guys? Maybe also speak to, to Kellen and what he's done. Eight, eight, everybody eight weeks too late. Eight weeks ago, we went on to our show, to our podcast that y'all let us have. Yep. They're eight weeks too late. I tried to tell I'm sorry I got on my mask. I, I'm sorry. But anyway, I hope you guys can hear me. I'm you're eight weeks too late. I, I, you know, when, when, when things are going good with offense, oh, we can't lose Kellen. Yeah, we can lose Kellen. And I'm always said it because Mike McCarthy, we brought him here because he was offensive mind. He saw fit to let the, the coordinator stay the same so the quarterback can become. We have Nussmeyer. We have uh, uh, Coach McCarthy. We have offensive-minded offensive guys. I've always said, from speaking with Coach Quinn during training camp, when I said, hey, Coach Quinn, what's up? He said, Nate, let me, let me holler at you. He, he telling me, let me holler. I said, man, okay, what you got, Coach? Why did you get this guy? Why did you? And he gave me a role for every player, no matter the bottom of the roster, to the top. He gave me a role for every player that I asked. He said, this is how I'm going to play this guy. Watch me play this guy this way, whether it was a safety, whether it was a down lineman, whether it was a linebacker. He gave, and, and, and it's playing out. Yeah. One thing I did when I did my homework on him is never at any moment defensively, wherever team he went to, they loved him. They wanted to play for him. I think things got a little out of whack in Atlanta. You can lose things you know, by not being who you were, he should have stayed with his defense all the way through Atlanta. I think if he does get another head job, I think he'll stay with his defense and stay more in close in contact because he see what he is, and that's a defensive-minded coach. He make guys believe, man. Yeah, and, and you said, Kevin, you said Micah Parsons obviously had a vision and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, used him in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I think J. Ron Curse is another yeah. example, a guy that, you know, it was just a free agent, and teams didn't really know what to do with him. He knew exactly what to do with him. Mm -hmm. Play that big guy close <laughs> to the line of scrimmage and let him let his length, you know, do the do the talking there. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for Quinn was he decided to remake himself and reinvent himself. And what he was in Atlanta is not the same coach that he is now, which has benefited the Cowboys in the way that they've been able to play, you know, defense. So if they if he does get a new job somewhere else. They're going to get a guy that reinvented himself and found a way to become a better head football coach. But, see, you know, that's back to the future, right? Because <laughs> he did that thing with Seattle. He was the mastermind for Seattle. So he, he, he sometimes when you become a head coach, like Norv Turner will always be mad at me because 
I said, Coach, you are an offensive genius. You are an offensive coordinator. When you have to get, go big picture, that ain't for every coach to go big picture. No, uh, 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 defensive, uh, Jimmy's defensive coordinator he bought from Miami, I told him the same thing. And everybody looked Butch at me. Davis, yeah. But I'm like, man, you are a position coach. You are a coordinator. Some guys are who they are. And that's what I like about the Cardinals. They ain't let – uh, Cliff Kingsbury be more than what he is. He a head coach, but you gonna run this offense. Yeah, is it a distraction at all? I'm sure you you guys dealt with it when you had success. You had assistants. They wanted to move up. Um, that, that happened with you know on your team uh, your teams with uh, Tom Landry. It definitely happened there in the early '90s. Is it, is it a distraction at all for the players? No, because we're <laughs> focusing on the mission. That's uh, it. Barry. There, there's a lot of chatter about who's leaving, who's staying, but at the in the moment. No, none at all. None, because you know what? You don't get opportunities at Super Bowls, even when they went on 20-year 20, 20 stretches of winning games. Right. Getting in, you don't get to the Super Bowl, you know, that often. So when you got, when you got a chance to make a Super Bowl run, you're like, Coach, we love you, man. Just concentrate on us right now. <laughs> when you leave, you know, we'll give you a big party. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, hey, let's do our thing. All right, well, speaking of Dan Quinn, you guys can play a defensive coordinator for a little bit here. You got Kyler Murray coming up here. Uh, they're banged up some on uh, receiver. They do have some speed. I'll start with you, Timmy. If you're if you're if you got Parsons and Gregory and D-Law, and you're going up against a guy like Kyler Murray, what would be your game plan there uh, to face him? I would try to keep him in the pocket and not let him get outside and start doing things that he does best. So keeping him the, keeping him in the pocket is the main thing that I think the Cowboys are trying to do, and then push push from within that pocket so it collapses that pocket enough to where he cannot focus and throw that football. Well, you said discipline on a lot of things. So, Nate, I'll throw it to you. Keep him in the pocket. That means Gregory, D-Law, do you not rush from the outside like you want to, or do you have to stay it, it, What Timmy is talking about is, 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 is Gall Gallimore uh -huh. and the other kid, Osa, uh, Osa coming strong. So if they do make a mistake outside, which we hope they don't jump inside, but if they do be, you know, have a too deep of a pocket, you got this thing collapsed enough so the curse kick is, you know, you got to hang them around the line. They don't, they receivers ain't there no more. They got just Green and Kurt. So you can cover that. So you, you keep that extra guy up close to the line to make sure that he, this pocket stays strong. It's all about discipline. All right, really quick, we're going to go through. <laughs> Thoughts on how the Cowboys win this game? We'll do it. We'll start with you, Kevin, real quick. Yeah. How do the Cowboys win? Get a lead early, dominate defensively. Oh, that's pretty quick. Okay. Play free, baby, and be disciplined. Play free and be disciplined. <laughs> do not turn that football over. All Just right. don't do it. So all that you got, man, you guys are quicker than I thought. You know, I thought we fine when you leave. Nick said, "Be quick with it. We're gonna be quick with it." That's in and out. All right, you are a leader, big dog. You are a leader. Okay, then, then also, so if that happens, expecting the Cowboys win. I mean, if they're playing, they're rolling right now. You get to this NFC East. I mean, they're gonna win, win the East. Here, all of a sudden, now we got the we got the NFC playoff picture. How, how important is it for the Cowboys, do you think, to go for that number one seed? I think it's vitally important because playing at home is huge for them. If they can be able to not have to go on the road and maybe play Green Bay or something like that, I think it would be huge to be able to play Mega at home. Mega Ditto's, Mega Ditto's, Mega Ditto's. <laughs> Get the number one seed and play yeah. at home. You play yeah. better at home. Yeah. That's right. Mega Ditto's. If you don't have the one, you, you maybe you're sitting with the two. 
How worried would you be, Nate? I'll start with you. Or I'll just I ain't worried. As long, long as we have some semblance of a, one, a run game, our defense will do it. You need to get out of here, brother. All right, let's get <laughs> out of here. You're just down. asking about that. All right, <laughs> this has been Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!